Hello, hello, hello. Today we are talking about unemployment for self-employed, black back claims, and also overpayment waivers. Okay, so this is really uh, important for entrepreneurs, small business owners out there. Those of you have a, who have applied for the program, if you're in the appeals process, uh, and if for many of those of us like myself who uh, receive overpayment notices. What do you do about it? How can you get that way so that you do not have to pay back that money? So this video uh, was requested by several business owners. So that's why I'm doing this special today uh, on this unemployment topic, specifically for pandemic unemployment assistance as it pertains to the self employed so do come on in welcome to all of our new viewers if you have not subscribed already subscribe hit that notification button so you know every time that i do go live drop a comment let me know who you are what your business is and let me know if you apply for unemployment and what your current status is uh, regarding the unemployment uh, program drop any questions that you have related to this or any other stimulus program, I'll try to answer it while I'm on air. If I don't get to it, then I will definitely follow up after this broadcast. But this is really important because I'm always talking about how to get more money for your business. This is another very popular program uh, that was launched back in October of 2020 to help provide financial relief for the self-employed. For those that would, would not typically be eligible for traditional unemployment. That means if you are considered, if you consider self-employed, you're a 1099 worker, you're a gig worker. So say you work for Uber or Lyft or Grubhub or DoorDash or Instacart, this pertains to you. If you're a small business, if you're not, if you run a nonprofit, any of those situations, you would not have qualified for traditional unemployment. So this program was initiated and funded by the federal government okay that's the difference now it was funded by the federal government and then pushed the money was given to every state to administer the unemployment program and all of this funding so that you can get access to the benefits okay of this program so I want you all to know that that's what it is, okay? So this program did close back in September. It actually closed a lot earlier, I believe in July, for a lot of the Republican states. So as I'm talking, know that I'm talking at a high level generalizations, and then you have to uh, reach out to your specific state because every state is different in how they manage their processes under the guidelines of the CARES Act. Okay, I wanna make sure that's clear. And if you live in a uh, Republican state, meaning that the, the it has a Republican governor, at least 29 of those states ended the pro, their program early. Okay, so I've mentioned this many, many, many videos that they ended it early in July when they weren't supposed to end it into September. So there's actually some litigation going on right now uh, whether that to determine whether that was lawful or not, uh, that is currently being litigated. Why is that important? Because it can still impact your ability to get unemployment. Okay. 
so let's start with the filing a back claim. So when they closed it in September, you as a uh, self-employed person had until October the 6th to file a back claim, right? So, or to file an initial application for the pan pandemic unemployment assistance program. You had it to October the 6th, okay? So if you're now new and you're like, oh, I'm just now hearing about the unemployment program. I wish I had known about it. Well, it's too late at this point for the pandemic unemployment assistance. Now, if you qualify for traditional, that's still ongoing, okay? If that's what the difference is. However, if you're a person that is under appeal and there are many self-employed individuals undergoing the appeals process right now, you want to make sure that you consider back uh, backing up the claim to when you initially would have qualified or when you initially had the loss due to COVID, okay? So the loss, and it's clear in the language and the communications that your being unemployed had to be related to circumstances related to COVID. And they go through a list, a list, a long list of what makes you eligible for these particular unemployment claims uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And if you qualify, right, you can go back and, and file a back claim. Okay, so what does that mean? That don't, don't uh, think that your state is automatically going to backdate your claim. I mean, they may, but that is not typical. You really, you have to tell them they issue you uh, your portal, your back office, and then you actually have to submit your claims, right? For your weeks of when you were unemployed, they ask you questions like they did uh, for me and those of us here in Ohio. You know, when did you become unemployed? You know, when do you want these benefits to go back to? Because I remember when, because all the states were, their systems were not even up to date to be able to handle unemployment, the, all of these claims. So in Ohio, they, they were really good about letting us know they were not ready, but they were getting ready. They had to implement a new system and then it wouldn't be to an X date that they would notify us and they would open up the system. So I was one of the first ones uh, to do that. And when I went in, it was all of these different claims. And so I had to notate for them how far back I was going for my claim. So then that, by doing that, then that lets them know, then you have to start filing every single week backdated to those claims. So know that if you're in the appeal process, um, be aware of that uh, when, you're file, when you file the claim, if you notated how far back you were going. And again, there is a particular cutoff date for as far back as you can go, uh, just depending again on your state, where you are in the process. And also when... They, they had the date that said that this is actually COVID related. So it was in March. So don't, you know, I think maybe you could have backdated it as far back as February. Again, contact your state unemployment office or labor department. Like every state has a labor department. The U.S. Department of Labor oversees. They're at the federal level. But no, they have arms or branches, agencies at the at the state level. So if you are in a situation, which I know many of you all have been, where you've had many challenges with filing claims uh, or getting denied or trying to get appeal and you've been stuck in the process 
and don't know where to go, you can, there are ways to escalate it, right? Whether it's going above uh, management or going to another agency that oversees that agency or contacting your government uh, governor's office uh, about your particular situation uh, that you're trying to get uh, resolved. So know that there's always steps that you can take uh, to move the process forward, okay? So that's that's basically what it is for uh, the back claims. So let me give you an example really quickly. Like I was looking at some of the states, I know in Ohio, again, we are Republican state, so led state. Uh, so they ended the program uh, early, uh, but even with that said, their end date for new initial claims was October 6th, okay? So if you met that deadline, uh, know that if you if you submitted your claim on or before December uh, twenty uh, December of twenty twenty, you can backdate as far as February eighth of twenty twenty. Okay, and if you uh, only backdated, or if you um, if you file a claim after uh, December twenty seventh of twenty twenty, you can only go back far as uh, December twentieth of twenty twenty. So you have to know when you're filing your claims. But again, your state unemployment office will guide you in that matter. They will also have FAQs, or they should. I know our state does. They they have a. a for me. The process was really smooth once they actually set up the new system. But I know, I again, I just researched, I just Googled all the different states, all the different issues, and know that the system has been plagued with issues since the beginning, and especially with regards to self-employed individuals. There's fraud, and then there were errors in, in, in processing self-employed individuals and their income. Okay, so that's how I wound up, you know, some months later after I was already receiving benefits, I get a notice that said I was overpaid. Okay, and so I took that seriously. And I'm like, well, if I'm if I was overpaid, it was no fault of my own, because I know what information I provided. I know when I provided it. And I had the documentation. So I knew it was an internal calculation error. Uh, and this is actually typical. Because not everybody knows how to calculate self-employment income. Is that my fault? Is that your fault? No, it's not. Okay. So, but there was no, the recourse at that time was to appeal. So I took that recourse. So if you have an overpayment or you were denied, you need to follow that appeals process. So I did that and then I waited and I waited and I waited. And so they passed a new bill, right? Because there's been many, uh, legislation passed regarding the CARES Act and many of the benefits. Uh, then in uh, May, I know the Department of Labor issued guidance. I may show that on the screen as well. Uh, they not only issue uh, a summary of guidance, but they pushed it out to the states to let them know how to handle uh, uh, fraudulent, uh, assessing fraudulent claims and also overpayment claims. Okay, so there's guidance on all of these types of things. So it's not like the states just can do whatever they want. There are uh, guidelines uh, that they have to uh, use or follow. Uh, and then you you have to know that. So you have to know uh, what rules are in place and how that applies to your particular claim. Uh, and then if you feel like there's something not right or off or is, uh, not aligned, then you need to communicate that and then also uh, provide documentation. 
Now here in Ohio, months back, uh, they sent they they have been really good with communication. Uh, I have not had a problem with communication uh, for my files, but they sent out a notice saying that they would be uh, starting the way the overpayment waiver process. Okay, now the the states have the option to do automatic waivers. And most states are not doing that, although they should. If you know as a state that it was your internal error that caused me to be overpaid, then you should just automatically do it. But they don't. The problem with that is, is not everybody knows. That's why I'm on here, because not everybody knows that they even have these options, right? Not everybody is checking their emails or there may be language barriers. So if you don't know, then you're stuck with the bill. I mean, I was just looking at a scenario, a lady, there's a real life lady. They told her way down the line that she was overpaid and now has to pay back $30,000. Who wants to be hit with a notice like that that says you owe $30,000, especially if it was no fault of your own? Now, fraud is a different story, okay? But this is simple calculation errors. And each state had billions of dollars in overpayments due to errors, okay? Whether it was on the, the internal or it was on behalf of the applicant themselves. So you have to know the difference. Was it your error or was it their error? But the bottom line is, I mean, billions, billions have been lost in claims. Uh, so in in overpayment, so they're trying to figure out how do they recoup uh, this money. Uh, but don't let them recoup it if it was not your error, if it was their error, okay? And so they can do automatic or they can have a process where you have to go through appeal or they have a separate application process like they did in Ohio here. So again, like I said, I had already filed the appeal. I had been waiting, hadn't heard anything back. Uh, then I received a notice that they I could apply for a waiver, and it said that certain individuals, if you meet these criteria, uh, you would have an opportunity to apply and when that would take place, and that it would be in my portal. So then when it was time, I received that notice. I went into my portal to see what actions I needed to take, and it was an application. So it was a short application but I need, you know, I needed to verify some things in the application and I did that. So I made it a priority because I, I don't want to pay back $6,000. So my overpayment was um, maybe about $6,500. That's a lot of money. Okay. So either they're going to offset it, offset it, or they're going to take your unemployment that you're already getting, uh, reduce that down to uh, pay for the overpayment. Uh, or have you pay it all back, right? So either way, I didn't want to. I didn't want to that to be uh, what happened with me. So I filed the application, and again, I waited and I saved my documentation. Always keep your records, but they are in your back, your portal, uh, your unemployment portal, at least here uh, in Ohio. It is, and so I I waited to see what would happen, and then uh, just I think it was last week or the week before, I received a notice. And then uh, I went into my portal to see what it was on the waiver. And it said that my waiver had been approved and I owe zero dollars. 
So I was very excited to hear that because it is stressful to know that you have debts, right? I don't want to have any uh, unnecessary <laughs> debt. So uh, that was a great relief for me. So I want to give you all hope out there that this may be something that you can take advantage of as well. Uh, like I said, the states are rolling uh, these out, uh, but many states are still plagued with issues or challenges. Um, if you file a waiver, uh, what I do know is that they're not supposed, if they are collecting, uh, they're not supposed to continue that, okay? So once you once you get a waiver, they're supposed to be move forward with that process uh, and not taking money back. And then also, if you have already paid money back uh, and you get a waiver, they are supposed to reimburse you that money. So, you know, make sure if you have already paid back a balance and it's determined either under appeal or under waiver uh, that you no longer owe the money or you didn't owe it in the first place, that you get your money back, okay? Because we know many people have been in this situation. Now, really quickly, I'm going to share my screen. Give me just a second. I'm pulling up my screen. I'm going to pull up one of the notices here. I'm going to go to the instructions first. I'm not reading through the documents. Don't worry about it. If you can't read it, I'm going to uh, review uh, this information for you. All right, give me just a second. I want to make sure the right one. Okay, so in uh, this document, uh, let me just make sure that you understand that uh, the waiver, the waiver, waiving recovery of overpayments care act programs and what those are. So there was the there's the PUA that's the pandemic unemployment assistance program that allowed you as a self employed person to get access to unemployment benefits that were not under the traditional unemployment. Okay, the FPUC is the extra 600 or $300 a month that you receive, depending on what part of the program was or when the extensions happened. But the original was $600 a week that we were receiving. Uh, then it went to $300 a week. Uh, they, then they have MEUC, which is Mixed, uh, uh, mixed Earner Unemployment Compensation. That was an additional $100 a week uh, that you could qualify for as well. And then the PEUC was the additional 13 weeks extension that was added on to the program to allow you to be able to get benefits for a longer period of time. So that's what all of these different things are. You may see these different acronyms, you know, in your back office or in correspondence that has been sent to you uh, by your state. All of these programs were initiated under the CARES Act uh, for uh, the self-employed. So you may, an example, get a waiver for the pandemic unemployment and not necessarily for the additional $600 a week or $300 a week. You want to make sure whatever benefits you received, okay, if there was an overpayment that was not an error of yours, that that is covered under the waiver. Uh, that you know what's happening. And do I know some people said that they have struggled to get on the phone with a human being. Uh, but again, don't stop. Try to get to someone that you can actually talk to. Um, if there is something on the on their website where you can uh, issue like a, 
you know, a mess in the message center or something like that. You want to take advantage of that and then continue to escalate if you're not seeing any movement. Uh, I, what I do know is that it can be like up to a year. So know that if you're going through like appeals or uh, the waiver process, it may take longer uh, for some of you all to get to the through the process. But don't let that stop you. I, I mean, I, I, it took me for idle a year and a half to get the grant, right? So it may take long, but don't not take action and just be left holding the bill. Because these bills are huge, six thousand, whether it's six thousand, ten thousand, thirty thousand, uh, like some of these uh, other people have um, received in overpayments. That's a lot of money uh, to be responsible uh, in paying back. Okay. So also what I want to let you know is too, there are advocacy groups there. So search Facebook for uh, groups that may be able to help you where they have people in there going through the same thing, especially at your local level. So in your state, whether you're in like Ohio or California or Michigan, or these are some of the states that I've heard that they've had issues in. Um, link up with those groups. So it, maybe there's something you're struggling with that they've been able to overcome. They may be able to uh, point you in the right direction. Those groups have been really beneficial uh, during the pandemic. So I would encourage you to find one locally uh, near you. So if I uh, scroll down here, like I said, these are all of the different program uh, benefits and the saying that federal law sets out the authority to waive recovery overpayments under certain circumstances for these uh, pandemic unemployment uh, programs. And the first week of regular uh, unemployment claims, this is reimbursed in accordance with Section 2105 of the CARES Act, okay? And it is the matter of the state's discretion whether to exercise their waiver authority. So they're giving the discretion to the state. So if your state, you know, some of these states have not been on the ball. I mean, I, we already know that. So is you have to advocate for yourself and petition to them, keep calling them, keep emailing them, whatever you have to do and escalate it as far, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as you can. Eligibility criteria for waiving overpayments or recovery of overpayments for these programs, uh, a state may only waive payment if the overpayment uh the state determines that the payment of such compensation was without fault on the part of any such individual and two, the repayment would be contrary to the equity or good conscience. So state law determines when an individual is considered to not be at fault for an overpayment. Okay. So when you did appeal, when you do request this waiver, it's going, they're asking you, why do you believe that you deserve this waiver? Or why are you appealing? Why do you uh, believe that you should not owe this money back? And I was clear uh, because it was an internal error and I have proof. <laughs> okay. So they're going to ask you now over the state, only to state the reason they may ask you to provide some additional documentation. And I will circle, I will highlight whatever that thing is, like my tax returns. That's what I did. Because I said I clearly gave my 2019 tax returns. And clearly it shows what my income was. And that is what you all use. Now, if that is not what you were supposed to use internally, that is on the that is the fault of the representative that did the miscalculation not mine so i mean it was clear that it was not my fault your circumstance may not be as clear 
but you that's that's what you need to do if you are appealing or if you are asking for them to waive uh your overpayment okay now state law may also determine if repayment would be contrary to, to equity or good conscience like i said if such standard is not addressed by state law or if the state chooses to defer to the federal authority so the state may have its own waiver policy if they don't they may refer to this federal policy under uh the under the cares act so it would cause again financial hardship would would it would it cause you financial hardship to have to pay back the overpayment that they're saying that you owe okay you tell me in the comments the recipient of the over uh payment can show regardless of their financial circumstances that due to the notice of such payment would be made because of the incorrect payment either they uh have relinquished a valuable right or changed positions or worse okay so are you in a worse off situation or circumstance now okay uh, and would that again make it worse for you to put this additional burden on you uh, to have to pay back these benefits? Okay, so I personally don't know anyone who this would not have a negative impact on. Again, if you're just tuning in, go back through the replay. This is for those uh, that have applied for unemployment uh, as self-employed individuals. That's gig workers. That's independent contractors. 1099 small business nonprofits. Uh, this applies to you because uh, millions have been have been issued notices that said that they owed all this money. And like, so what do you do? You're you're stuck in the process, stuck stuck on this money, still trying to build your business out. And some people, some businesses still haven't recovered, right? So there's even a lot of like Uber drivers that are still not back on the road. It's still not back to where it was. So this is just going to cause uh, more stress, more aggravation to be told that you have to pay all of this money back. And know that these type when that when I say offsets for those of you all that often rely on your tax refunds. First of all, those are not guaranteed. But I know a lot of a lot of you all rely on that. You're looking for that big check when you file your taxes. Offsets when you owe the government money. And I don't care how much when your tax preparer prepares your taxes and said that, ma'am, sir, uh, you should be get five thousand or ten thousand dollars back. When it's offset, they can take all of that money or all as much as you owe out of that money, and it happens all the time. And that is not uh, any uh, have anything to do with your tax preparer or accountant or whoever is doing your taxes. That's how the government works. They want their money. They're going to get it some way. So either they're going to take it by offset or they're going to issue you a bill that you need to pay it. Okay. Again, every state is different. You need to know how your state is working, where you are in the process, and what actions you can take. Okay. So again, for the back claims. If you've already filed your claim, go into your back office, check and, or, and call to just confirm where you are and what your status is, how far back the claim is going, uh, and make sure that you get your backdated claims if you can, as far back as you can for which you are eligible for. And those of you that have the overpayments, that once you get that notice, and again, I have to say this, they will issue you an email i told you they issued me an email but because i know so many of you all still don't read your emails 
you still don't check your spam folders and your promotional folders, they could have already sent you a notification saying, ma'am, sir, uh, we are, you know, you may be eligible for a waiver and we need you to submit X, Y, Z, and you have not taken action on it. Don't let your lack of action take, taking cause you to be left with that all that money to pay back. Okay, so I just explained the process for those of us in Ohio that have gotten it and me and my peers have uh, already filed our waivers and received the waiver and our, our accounts are clear. We do not owe any money back. Thank God. Okay, that is awesome to know. Now, that that is it. So I'm going to go through here and just see if there's any questions. Uh, and as I'm looking through questions, there is uh, one more thing. Uh, I know here in Ohio, um, again, this goes back to those that have been denied unemployment or the pandemic unemployment assistance. I know in Ohio, they just uh, uh, released this maybe about one or two weeks ago that about 5,000 uh, Ohioans uh, were denied eligibility, may now qualify. Okay. So even if you were denied, they may after, because they're still going through the process, trying to work out still all the challenges with their system, all the errors, trying to figure out who overpay, where they are uh, with regards to all the different, the changes in regulations, the extensions. That's what Ohio did. And they found that 5,000 Ohioans may be due the pandemic unemployment that they were initially de denied, right? And so they are also issuing you a letter, a notification. So please, whether they issue it by letter in the mail or they email it to you, be on the lookout for that. Because then again, if you are now determined that you're eligible, guess what? That claim is backdated all the way back to when you should have received it in the first place. Meaning that if and when you are approved, you will have a big lump sum payment, okay? A big lump sum payment, but don't go spending all that money just in case they come back and say, ma'am, sir, we overpaid you, okay? Because that could happen too, because again, the process is still going on, okay? So let me just look, I see all of you all out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, those overpayment waiver processes, <laughs> Uh, they took take you through a lot, but she got it done. Thank you, Amber, for letting us know that. Uh, she said she had to do two of them. Uh, let's see. How do self-employed present their work work search? Uh, work search, it, it, that depends by, by state. I mean, I can't even give you a blanket answer for that. I know here we have like a job. It's called a job mean system. And so it is a, it's a big system with a lot of different things, uh, access to a, a, all thousands of jobs, thousands of employers that are hiring. You can go in and find jobs and apply directly through the system. Uh, they may have you uh, certify in your portal. They may have you certify some other type of way. Um, you know, it just depends because some of these states are so antiquated. They don't have updated systems. So it depends on what systems they're using. Um, but they will issue you something, something that says that you need to certify or report back what uh, jobs you have applied for. Uh, and what if they ask you to do that, you have to do that to continue receiving benefits. Okay. So that's a question you ask your, your unemployment 
your unemployment office. And you can simply Google your un state unemployment office and it should have a, a lot of information there. Even contact information, FAQ should be there. I know they are on our website, on our unemployment website. Uh, someone is saying Arizona's PUA portal, portal is horrible. Never got paid. Uh, you have 2000, you have 1919, what is November 19th. Is that 2020 or is that 2021 that you haven't gotten paid? Uh, November 2020, that's a long time. That's like a year ago. Um, let's see. Is COVID relief payment still available? I didn't receive any relief. Uh, yeah, so this one is closed. I mean, unless you're under appeal, this is the pandemic unemployment for self-employed. Now, you may qualify for traditional unemployment, that is always ongoing okay that's always ongoing this is specifically programmed for COVID. we know that they have the idle program i'll just mention it because every day i have somebody new that didn't know that about the idle program grants and loans that are still available through the end of december december 31st 2021 and many of you all that are gig workers Right, so you gig workers, 1099 independent contractors don't understand that you can qualify for these programs. You don't need to have employees. These are special COVID related programs that you should take advantage of. Uh, it's rare that there are grants for gig workers. I mean, there are some out there, but not as many as uh, for registered uh, small businesses. So shoot your shot, go after it. The grant is up to 10, 15,000. There's a targeted idle grant, and then there's a supplemental grant. So I go back to the video that I did uh, right before this one last or earlier this week on Monday called Idle Grant and Loan Deadlines. Go back to that video, follow those instructions, apply to the program, and apply for the grant. You apply to the loan program. Once you do that, the SBA will send you an email invite to apply for up to $15,000 in grant money. These pro this program has over $100 billion still remaining, uh, so for loans and for grants. So please get your applications in as soon as possible. Don't wait to the deadline uh, to put your applications in. If you, if you have your applications in on time, great. Even if you are denied, have to go through appeal, they will still continue to process that in the 2020. Uh, if you get a loan and you need an increase, they will continue to process that through 20 um, th for two years uh, on increases. Okay, so we have a ton of videos on the IDLE program. Go find one and, and start applying. Even step-by-step -step how to apply for each of the programs. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. Can I get unemployment if I'm not getting a paycheck? Uh, no. The answer is no. Unemployment is for those that are no longer employed and meet certain eligibility requirements. Uh, also, for those, even idle, these programs people are asking me about, if you're not making any money, um, your is 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 ninety nine point nine percent chance that you will not get any uh, COVID relief money, uh, funding. Okay, uh, the best thing I can tell you if you're trying to get funding or any type of grant or anything like that, 
is to start getting active in your business. Get active in your business. That's what they want to see is that you are active in your business. You're trying to make sales or if you pre-revenue that you have a solid business plan, that you're taking steps to open open that business. I mean, that's what they want to see. I mean, I, I say this because I hear a lot of people just saying that I've been in business a year, two years and haven't done anything with it, haven't made any money. There, there's no way you should be in business one or two or three years and not made any money in your business. Then you have to ask yourself, are you in business? I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, because it shouldn't take a year to figure out if your business concept is sustainable, right? If it makes sense, if it can generate revenue, if it if it's not the right thing, then move and then change the business. You can change have the same business and switch up the business model uh, to make money. Okay. Uh, what is the name of the email address for the claim? Uh, please clarify your question. Uh, if you're looking for state-specific email, you can find that on their uh, on their website. So I, I'm telling you broadly because we have a lot of states here in the U.S., and so there's no way I can give you, per, you know, contact information for all of that. You can simply go to their website, and they have all that information there. Uh, I was eligible, but they never sent me anything, so I stopped claiming the weeks. Um the weekly payments, what should I do? Um, you, I, I, you know, even when I wasn't, you always file the, the claims. You don't have to take the payments. Cause like I, I, and, and, you know, I stopped maybe around September of last year when I really, I started making money. There was no reason for me to continue, but I can still go back in my portal and file claims. And even when I did, when I was making money, I just stated I made money. I made over the amount that I would be eligible for, but I still continue uh, to submit the, the claim so that they would know. Um, so, you know, don't just stop. Try to reach out to somebody. Start trying to reach out to somebody to see what the next step will be in the process. Okay. Can we request a waiver over payment? Yes. But I mean, you're, I reach out to your unemployment office or jobs and family services or department of labor uh in your in your state they should be able to tell you wh where they are in the process if they're offering waivers at this time or not because they need to make sure you the state has to have a handle on all the overpayments and some states still don't have it yet okay they may not be ready okay it's just like ppp and ppp forgiveness all of you all that have your ppp loans have you requested forgiveness is your lender ready they should be ready at this point but not all were ready at the same time to start receiving applications uh, for forgiveness. So you have to know, reach out to your state, know where they are in the process, but be on the lookout. I mean, I wouldn't even wait. I mean, I would be researching, you know, waivers in your state and checking your emails, uh, checking your back office as well, because all of the all of the correspondence was in my back office and my portal. Yes, it applies to all states, but how they process it when they start the waivers, if it's automatic or if they have an application process for the waivers is, is up to the state. It is not all the same. Uh, someone else is saying, I am unemployed uh, because the job was only temporary. Can I apply for regular unemployment benefits? Uh, you may uh, shoot your shot and see if you qualify. Okay. 
typically, again, it depends on the state. Uh, and if they accept, if, you know, if you have qualifying uh, time uh, put in to working your job, I mean, are a number of different factors play into that. Uh, do Would they consider that temporary? How temporary was it? Uh, those are things you need to reach out to your state and ask uh, and file the claim. The worst thing that can happen is they say no, they den they deny the claim. But I mean, you can't get approved if you if you don't apply. Okay, so no. Uh, also, make sure that you are know the resources that are available in your particular state. I mean, I have all types of pe people call contacting me, business owners that are on the verge of homelessness, are homeless, living out of their cars and different things like this. But I want to make sure you are reaching out to uh, local uh, support services uh, in your area, right? If I mean, if you don't know where to start, start at a, the government office or the United Way or Salvation Army or 211, 411 number, uh, to see what programs are available that can meet your need. There are several uh, relief uh, programs in every state, state, county, and city. A mortgage relief, rent relief, um, utility relief, and other types, relief for childcare, help for childcare, uh, childcare provider grants that also go to help offset childcare costs. Uh, they increased um, uh, EBT benefits, those SNAP benefits, right, food stamps. They increased those benefits. They may have other benefits in your state. Every state is different on the types of programs that they have, but all of them have uh, relief uh, available. Uh, and if, if, if you don't see something that you, you need, reach out to somebody. Start at your governor's office and ask them, what is there available? Okay, uh, because I don't want you all to, you know, be homeless when there's a program out there, right? Even for mortgages, there's there's programs out there. And then states are also starting to roll out, and not all states, but mortgage relief, because people ask me about that all the time, right? So they have deferment. You you know, there was a moratorium on um, uh, on mortgage payments. So, but you have to work with your mortgage provider or your mortgage lender, what programs are they offering? And there may be even new programs, okay? What are they offering? And what is your state offering? Are they offering mortgage relief? Because I know some people, some states were even offering uh, funeral assistance, uh, helping provide you with a new car or used car or, or some type of vehicle, okay? But if you're, not, if you're not calling or asking, you may not know about it because I can tell you the outreach hasn't been that fantastic. Uh, in a lot of these states. So I wouldn't rely on them to reach out to you. You need to be reaching out to them, okay? Reach out to them because sometimes it's as simple as calling your city or state asking, you know, is there a grant available for my business? And guess what? Uh, many times they will say, yeah. And if there's no competition because there's nobody applying, okay? But you have, to, you have to start calling. You have to advocate for yourself on behalf of other uh, small businesses as well come together if you feel like there's an issue and it's multiple many of you all saying you're having the same problems y'all need to band together go to the news go to the media i mean you know there are always things that you can do to escalate the situation and make and make things happen uh and hopefully in your favor i mean i've done it many 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 times but i didn't do it 
uh, just sitting down and hoping uh, that something was going to happen. You have to be an action taker. If you want any type of relief, if you want uh, any type of funding, you have to take action. And know that it may be a challenging process, but you have to persevere, uh, you know, if you want it, you know. So make sure that you guys are doing that. Okay, so how long do you have to stay with the job? So we're not really, this is not for traditional unemployment. Every state is different. This is really for self-employed persons who received unemployment, uh, pandemic unemployment assistance or any of the programs related to the pandemic assistance uh, from unemployment. This is uh, funded by the federal government. So you need to know where you are. If you've already filed a claim prior to uh, by October 6th, or if you are, if you were denied, make sure you go through an appeal. You only have so much time to follow these steps to submit an application for a waiver, to uh, submit an appeal. You don't have forever. They have timelines on that. You have X number of days to submit your appeal, or they're going to uphold whatever decision it was that they made. So you have to be on it, okay? So many people lose out because they don't take a quick enough action and then there's, then there's no recourse, okay? But reach out to your unemployment office uh, uh, for help uh, if you need it. If you have any additional questions, feel free to continue to drop them regarding any of the stimulus programs, grants out there. We always have resources in the show notes and in the description, search there. Uh, and then if you're on YouTube, we pin it to the top comment. All of our resources that are very popular, they're in high demand, that have helped thousands of businesses overcome this pandemic, be able to survive, be able to reinvent their business, be able to pivot and be able to scale their business in a crisis uh, that we are still in. So know if it's possible for me and it's possible for them, it is also possible for you. So don't lose hope, keep the faith, keep pushing and utilize us and our platform as a resource and go after all the other resources that we pro we provide for you and we tell you about free, some free, some not free, uh, but there's definitely help out there for you and your business. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, continue to be the boss with Amplify Impact and continue to stay safe and in good health. Have a wonderful day.